Greetings, and welcome to the Tao in the Force podcast. Today we are talking about the Clone Wars film. Before we get to that, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Tao in the Force, at the Tao Force, and on Facebook at Tao Force. Now, I will divide this into three parts, this film, for this film was originally conceived as multiple episodes for the TV show, and it was quite late in the development process where George Lucas decided to make this into a feature film. And I think you benefit a little when watching this if you divide it into three parts for it feels more uh, like a three episode of, of the Clone Wars where uh, episode one is on Christophsis and episode two is on Teth and episode three is the events on Coruscant and Tatooine. And granted they weave three stories into one so they are awesome. adjustments they had to make to make all the plots line up a little and of course part one is uh, dealing with the new part one in Ahsoka and this is the first time both chronologically as well as in release that we were introduced to Ahsoka whom at first we all know she was not uh, accepted quite at first in the by fans and now is quite beloved now in the film, Jabba's son, in the kidnapping of Jabba's son, was apparently inspired by the film Shogun's Shadow. Uh, admittedly, I have not seen this film, but apparently, uh, it was uh, part of Dave Filoni's and Henry Gilroy, Gilroy's inspiration for the, that particular plot point. Now, in the beginning of this film, it lets us know that the galaxy has been divided by this 
separatist movement and that's the choking of hyperspace lanes by the separatists have made their importance uh, st strategic battlegrounds. So in the kidnapping of Jobba's son, the hyperspace lanes in hot space have become a place of contention. But because of divided uh, attentions by the Republic, it states that chaos and crime are starting to spread throughout the galaxy, and that innocence of the galaxy are being displaced and becoming refugees and victims of this growing division and uh, violence. And part of all of this is uh, the separatist strategy, uh, strategy to overwhelm the Jedi and on Christophsis uh, is no different for we are shown overwhelming numbers of separatists on this planet and only uh, two Jedi with their clones to stop them now because Jabba it is the hot space is needed an underlying theme here is the things the Republic are going to have to sacrifice the ideals as well as the Jedi their own ideals what are they going to have to compromise in the name of this war there is no moral reason they need to make this alliance with Jobba they are being almost held hostage to Jobba's concerns and of course this being the first uh, real battle of of the Clone Wars on Christophsis, at least in release, not uh, chronologically, that we see uh, the fact that Christophsis 
seems to be a city and planet of crystalline glass. It is very symbolic of this house of glass being broken, being shattered by the this war. Now, there, the tone of the Clone Wars series is being set right from the beginning, where we get a almost saving private Ryan-like, not to the uh, gory uh, realism of saving private Ryan, but the spirit of it, we see the reality of war right away. Clones are dying at the beginning of this film uh, very quickly and often they are not hiding their pain in suffering. Right away it is not glorifying what is happening. And we get to meet Captain Rex for the first time, giving us a character to which we can identify with these clones. And, of course, the entrance of Ahsoka, whom Obi-Wan and Yoda have sort of uh, tricked Anakin into taking as an apprentice for they feel that he struggles with attachments and they feel perhaps they through Ahsoka he can learn to let go. It is a, a test, really, of Anakin. And uh, we get to see the quick dynamic between Ahsoka in Anakin. For they are both very strong-headed and independent. They are very similar. Where Obi-Wan and Anakin are almost opposites of each other. Anakin in Ahsoka of extremely similar to where you could say Anakin is being forced to deal with himself to face his flaws 
at least in the ways of the Jedi, his flaws, head on with his apprentice. And we see it works to a degree for she rushes in like him and all of the things that he he does he is quickly criticizing her for so he is, is being he is realizing what he has put obi-wan through really and he is quick to correct her Now, we also see that part of what Anakin has been searching for from the other Jedi is respect. And he quickly establishes with Ahsoka that he demands that he gets respected. In Ahsoka, being eager to please uh, is also someone who is looking for respect. For she states that uh, people treat her because of her young age that she feels like she is not being respected either which is very much a reflection of Anakin in his young age as a Jedi that he feels he is not being respected either and it is a, a learning curve For, uh, ironically, he says to her that she would not have made it as Obi-Wan's apprentice. It's ironic for she's almost exactly like Anakin. <laughs> so he's almost commenting on his apprenticeship under Obi-Wan. That it was not an easy experience. And I think because Anakin quickly recognizes when he his being rejected when he was a youngling uh, in the Phantom Menace when they rejected him to become a Jedi that he even though his initial apprehensiveness about taking a Padawan seeing that he would be rejecting her similarly that he starts the, the ice in him thaws and he quickly is starting to see that he can shape her 
in the ways he wishes he was shaped when he came to the Jedi. And lastly, in this first part on Geonosis, or Christophsis, rather, sorry, we get to see once again Joab. I'm struggling with words here, aren't I? With Obi Wan being the negotiator again and showing his uh, natural Jedi disposition of looking for a peaceful, solution fast and not rushing into war like Anakin when he negotiates even though it is a ploy with uh, General Lulsome with the obvious name so for part two Concerning events on Teth, which chronologically we were first introduced to in Master and Apprentice when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon went uh, to this same temple that was a Bama monk temple, was taken over by a hut at the time, but now it seems to have been abandoned since they were there and is being used to hide the hutling by Ventress. Uh, Obi-Wan once again negotiating with Jabba on Tatooine while Anakin and Ahsoka storm this temple. We get to see uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin have always been more older brother, younger brother, and competitive with each other. And we get to see that here with Ahsoka and Anakin being big brother and little sister in a bit of competition between them when they are scaling the walls of the, to get to the temple. But also, there's a moment where uh, Ahsoka is in a bit of trouble. But we see Anakin's true nature at this point in his life and does not hesitate to come and help her. And then when Anakin gets to the top, he's wondering where she is. And she helps him again, destroying some droids in reminding him it's the second time he has been saved by her. And even though he is the master, he 
is still young in learning and has things to learn just like her and all masters for that matter. Now it is here, it is revealed that they've been lured here so that they can convince Jabba that being the separatist inventress can convince Jabba that it is the Jedi who kidnapped his son and are looking to destroy him so that the separatists can use this to gain this favor of Jabba to gain this hyperspace lane. And they're using Anakin's hatred of Hutz from his days as a slave and his open hatred of Hutz and they catch him spewing some of his hatred towards hotlings to play as video evidence for Jabba. Also, we get a bit of the competition that the Anakin and Obi have but also the bickering that they can have here between Ahsoka and Anakin where she is always second-guessing Anakin to a degree and we get the introduction of the nickname Snips and Sky Guy in this film and this bickering is very rec uh, is because of her snippiness. Hence the snips in Sky Guy is her sarcastic nickname for his last name. But we also get uh, some reinforcement here of the two, the pairing's fear, where she is honest with Anakin saying that she fears that she that people will think she is too young to be his Padawan and that she does not like being treated like a youngling where and Anakin sees once again how much she reminds uh, him that she is reminiscent of himself in his struggles with the Jedi and seeing that she needs patience and that nothing happens by accident and the force has brought them together that he he may be guided by his own past in decisions in that he can help her perhaps to make uh, better decisions and not the same mistakes that he did.
So the clones are overwhelmed by the droids and Ventress? And inside the temple, in Obi-Wan has come to reinforce them in a battle uh, in the air and Ahsoka and Anakin are dealing with a sick hutlet and the clones initially are captured by Ventress in the droids but show the difference between clones and droids because they are able to improvise and think outside of their programming and are able to escape and re-engage in the battle uh, with Rex leading them and Obi-Wan engages with Ventress and we see their flirtations and jibes that becomes a hallmark of their battles in the Clone Wars. But we also get to see the calming influence Jedi have on the clones for many times when they are veering overwhelmed, such as when Oddball is getting overwhelmed. Uh, Obi-Wan helps to calm him. Now, because of the sickness of the huddling, of which Anakin shows some surprising compassion towards to in uh, but he must make a decision he wants in his promise to come help the overwhelmed clones and wrecks but Ahsoka reminds him that the mission is for the huddling and he is sick in possibly dying and that he must choose to get to a ship to get him to Tatooine in this ship that they go to is uh, the ship that eventually Luke will reference in A New Hope when he says that his father was a pilot on a freighter or what have you. This is the freighter that Anakin will use throughout the Clone Wars that they that Luke is referencing. But 
the choice uh, that he is having to make in leaving the clones is just another one of these choices in war and are slowly chipping away at the ideals of the of the Jedi and all and it is part of his attachment to his clone regiment that he finds very difficult to leave them and his difficulty in an attachment in, ge in general which is at the crux of why he was given Ahsoka as his Padawan to begin with. And as Ventress in Obi-Wan's fight was only a distraction, we see Anakin using insects to escape to this freighter. And it is in nature that the uh, that the Jedi trust in the mechanical that the separatists trust. And once again, uh, he is able to use that to escape from this battle to the freighter and why it works. It's a symbolic, uh, a slightly uh, symbolic of the battle as a whole, that the reliance on of the separatists on droids and mechanical, in the Jedi on the natural in the flowing. Part three. Ventress, upon failing to stop Anakin in Ahsoka, lets Jabba and Dooku know that uh, they had killed the Hutlet, even though uh, it is only sick in uh, with them on their way to. Tatooine and upon arriving Anakin and Ahsoka run into some droid ships that uh, caused them to crash upon Tatooine and Anakin is forced to think about some long-buried thoughts of his home world and we get uh, Ahsoka talking of uh, Yoda saying, saying old sins cast long shadows and as she says it they are walking past the old remains, the skeleton, casting long shadows, a literal 
old skeleton. And we know, of course, that these long shadows of Anakin's past have to do with his mother and slavery. And that the shadow of that uh, has been affecting him even without the reminder of coming back to this planet and that in Revenge of the Sith it will haunt him even more so with the dreams he has of Padme. And even Ahsoka is, uh, her purpose is to help him to let go of these long shadows of his past and move forward. Now, this is where Padme enters the story. She is visiting Palpatine on another matter when he coyly brings up the fact that Anakin is in danger and which brings her into action into this and of course deliberately so on Palpatine's side of it and she goes investigating in Palpatine uh, could care less if she is harmed or not because he knows uh, anything that happens to Padme will only help him in converting Anakin so he is not concerned and she goes to visit Zero the Hut, And we get a bit of a film noir CD club that is Zero's. And Padme goes there looking to make a treaty. And she is always the Jedi-like senator looking to avoid violence and appreciate all life. But we see Zero is not so concerned. Where we had a scene before Padme's entrance where a droid who is stated to have never failed Zero in the past for the first time has failed him. Zero shows no remorse or uh, uh, forgiveness and has the droid destroyed. And she is uh, held captive and 
she's able to escape. And here, Count Dooku and Zero talking of their plot together and how it was Zero who wanted the hotlet or hotling or whatever uh, kidnapped and so that he could take power in the hut clan. And upon soon after discovering this she's found once again and she is now to be terminated and as she is being confined smartly and intelligently because she's dealing with droids dupes them into opening a message uh, that is C-3PO and she is able to get out a distress signal to C-3PO. Back on Tatooine where Anakin and Ahsoka are trying to uh, get back the Jabba son to him and after he's dealing with his past he and he Anakin said that the desert is merciless and it takes everything from you for in his mind when his mother was taken from him it took everything <clears throat> and there they decide to separate from each other and Anakin encounters Dooku and Dooku tries to manipulate him playing upon Anakin's inability to detach uh, tells Anakin that Ahsoka will be killed and stands no chance and is trying to bait Anakin into anger and Dooku thinks he has killed the, the son of Jabba in the backpack but it turns out that it was Anakin who was deceiving him and it was just rocks so Anaki, oh, Ahsoka has the child and she is being tested by three of the Magna Gods. So she is getting her first challenge alone. And after defeating the three gods, she remarks how being a Padawan is more harder work than she thought and Anakin is back with Jabba who threatens Anakin for he thinks um, his son has been killed by Anakin until Ahsoka 
arrives with the child and even then he's prepared to kill the Jedi until Padme who has foiled Zero with the help of C-3PO and the clones uh, reveals that it was to Jabba that it was Zero who was behind it all In her hologram, it is very reminiscent of Luke's uh, in his hologram in Return of the, of the Jedi. Even in some of the speech that Padme gives is reminiscent of it. And we also, when Ahsoka and Anakin get back, are in the temple uh, or uh, Jabba the Hutt's palace they make a remark that is very similar to the remark made when Han and Luke are reunited in this same palace where Han is asking how are we doing and Luke's the same as always and the conversation here between Anakin and Ahsoka is very similar. And now that the hotling has been brought back and everything has been sorted, the Republic is getting what they want, Jabba got what he wants, and even Dooku and Palpatine don't seem too perturbed by the outcome but the Clone Wars is only in the beginning well, this is all I have for today and I hope to see you again and I wish you good day